اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم سورة المؤمنون will begin from آیہ نمبر 12 وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ And certainly we have created the human being من سلالة from an extract من طین of clay سلالة سلالة from the root letter سین لام لام سلالة is basically that which is extracted from something the essence of something So for instance, think of a flower. And from it, the essence, its fragrance, or its nectar is taken out. It's extracted. So that nectar, that oil, that fragrance, whatever it is, what is it? Sulala. Alright? So the human being was made from what? The sulala, the extract, the essence, meaning something that was taken out from where? Mintin, clay. Clay is the origin. From the clay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took out some extract. And from that, He created the human being. Now what was that sulala? What was that exact extract or essence? Allahu a'lam. What was that exact substance? Allahu a'lam. But that substance came from where? From where? From teen, from mud. So what does it mean? The origin of our creation, our existence is from where? From mud. We come from mud, we were made from it, and when we die, we're going back inside it. وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِن سُلَالَةٍ مِن طِينَ In a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah created Adam from a handful of mud which He took from throughout the earth. Meaning not just one kind of clay, but different different kinds. And if you look at the different kinds of clay, you see different colors, different properties. And he said, this is why the children of Adam, some of them are red, some are white, some are dark, and in between, some are evil, some are good, and others are in between. Meaning just as there is a whole spectrum of the colors of clay, likewise, there is a whole spectrum of uh, human skin colors also. It's amazing when you go to a makeup store and you're trying to figure out which you know, foundation will suit best. You're amazed that so many colors, you just look at that color palette. So many colors, so many shades. You could never imagine that there would be so many different shades of this particular skin tone. It's amazing. And these are just the colors that we have come up with. Right? What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, the variation is much more. And this is not just in color, but also in characteristics. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, some are evil, some are good, and others are somewhere in between. Just as some mud, very hard and dry, and others, soft. So just like that, people differ in their nature also. In Surah Al-Rum, Ayah 20, Allah says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ He made you from mud, and as human beings, you have spread everywhere. Adam salam was made from mud. And we also, if you think about it, our bodies, they grow from what? From the nutrition that comes into our body from where? From the earth. ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاهُ Then we made him نُطْفَةً As a nutfa, as a sperm drop. فِي قَرَارٍ مَكِينٍ In a qarar That is makin. Meaning, the human creation... How did that happen? Each human being, how is he made? The origin is from clay. That substance that comes from clay. But 
every human being, how is he made now? In the womb of the mother. How does that begin? In the form of a nutfa. What is nutfa? Sperm drop. And it refers to the sperm of the father and the egg of the mother. So nutfatan, and this nutfa, where is it? Fi qararim makin. It is placed in qarar makin. What is qarar? What is makin? Qarar is a place of stay, a lodging, alright, a place of rest. Because it's from qarra. Qarra, cool, that which is still. So where do you go and become still? At home. Because outside you're constantly going around, going around, and then when you're home, you're just still on your bed or on your couch. Right? So qarar. And makin is that which is firm. From the root letters meem kafnoon, makana, firmly established, secure. So qararim makin, a firm lodging, a safe home, a secure place. What is this qararim makin? The womb. The womb. That how that nutfa is safe and secure there. So safe, inside, hidden, protected. In Surah Al-Mursalat, Ayah 20-23, Allah says, أَلَمْ نَخْلُقْكُمْ مِمَّا إِمَّهِينَ Did we not create you from a liquid that is disdained? فَجَعَلْنَاهُ فِي قَرَارٍ مَكِينَ And we placed it in a firm lodging. إِلَىٰ قَدَرٍ مَعْلُومٍ For a known extent. فَقَدَرْنَا فَنِعْمَ الْقَادِرُونَ And we determined it. And excellent are we to determine. ثُمَّ خَلَقْنَا النُّطْفَةَ عَلَقَةً ثُمَّ دَنْ خَلَقْنَا We created. النُّطْفَةَ The نُطْفَةَ Into عَلَقَةً Into an عَلَقَةً Meaning the sperm drop then turns into an عَلَقَةً And we have done the detail of these words before. So initially it's a نُطْفَةً Then what happens? It turns into an عَلَقَةً What is عَلَقَةً? عَيْن لَا مْقَافْ Congealed blood. Clotted blood. And also that which is clinging. So a clinging clot. فَخَلَقْنَا الْعَلَقَةَ مُضْغَةً Then we create the alaqa into mudga. So what happens? Initially it's just a sperm drop. What happens to that? Once it's fertilized, it's embedded in the wall of the uterus. What happens? Blood. When there is blood, what does it mean? There is life. Right? This is not just a thing. When there is blood, there is life. That is alaqa. And then that blood, it thickens. It grows. It becomes sticky. It's just suspended on the wall of the uterus. And then it turns into mudra. What is mudra? Lump of flesh. It's a piece of flesh. It's a piece of flesh. It's not just, it's not just blood. It's flesh. So sperm, blood, and then flesh. Mudra. فَخَلَقْنَا الْمُضْغَةَ عِظَامًا Then we create the mudra, the lump of flesh, we turn it into عِظَامًا, bones. عِظَامًا is a plural of عظم, bone. And it's amazing. How? If you think about it, in the stages that are mentioned here, sperm, blood, flesh, and then bones. Because initially, we see that the bones, what are they like? Just cartilage. But by four months, of fetal development. What happens is that the cartilage, it hardens into bone. And that cartilage, what was it before? Just flesh. Lump of flesh. And now it's bone. فَكَسَوْنَا Then we clothe. Kasauna from kaf, seen, wow. Kiswa. The kiswa of the Kaaba. What is that? The cloth, the covering. 
Right? So, فَكَسَوْنَا Then we clothe. Kiswa is used for clothes that are put on someone. A covering that is put on something. So then we clothe al-ilama, the bones, with what? Lahma, with flesh. What does it mean? We clothe the bones with flesh, meaning muscles and baby fat. Yes. At about six months, what happens is that the fetus, it has wrinkly skin. The bones are formed and the skin is wrinkly. But then what happens is that that wrinkly skin begins to smoothen out as the fetus gains baby fat. Which is why in the last few weeks, basically the baby is just getting heavier, putting on weight, it's getting baby fat. What is baby fat? More flesh. فَكَسَوْنَ الْعِظَامَ لَحْمًا ثُمَّ then أَنْشَأْنَاهُ We produce him into خَلْقًا A creation آخر Other. He is a completely different creation now. What was he at the beginning and what is he now at the end? Amazing. What was he at the beginning? Sperm drop. Ma'im maheen. And now what is he at the end? A completely formed human being. فَتَبَارَكَ اللَّهِ So blessed is Allah. أَحْسَنُ الْخَالِقِينَ The best of creators. Allah indeed is the best creator. Because look at the gradual creation of the human being. What it is at the beginning, it's almost difficult to look at it. I mean if you look at some of the images of the fetus in the womb, especially at the beginning, it's difficult to even look at. I mean the eyes are not there, it's just scary, strange. But what happens? When the baby is formed, when the baby comes out, what is he like? Nobody wants to take their eyes off the baby. Right? Nobody wants to give the baby away to somebody else. فَتَبَارَكَ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنُ الْخَالِقِينَ This is the beautiful creation that Allah has made. The best of creators. The best creator. ثُمَّ then إِنَّكُمْ Indeed you بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ After that لَمَيِّتُونَ Surely ones who die. مَيِّتُونَ Plural of مَيِّت Allah creates you. Gives you a complete form. Gives you a beautiful appearance. You live your lives. And then at the end of your life, what will happen? You will die. You are not going to stay on earth forever. You will die. ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ Then indeed you, يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ On the day of judgment, تُبَعَثُونَ You will be resurrected. Is that difficult to understand that you will be resurrected? No. Because if your origin came from clay, you were made from a substance that was extracted from clay. And then, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates you in a completely different form, a human being. I mean, if you think about it, a human being in mud, do they even feel the same? You know, sometimes when you're outside, and now is the time to be outside, just sit on the ground, and touch your hand, and touch the soil. Is there a difference? Huge difference. Huge difference. Allah produced us from clay. From clay. خَلْقًا akhar. And now our form is completely different. When we die, and when we go back into this clay, is it difficult for Him to bring us out again? It's not. Why should it be? If He can make flesh from mud, can He not create us again from mud, when our bodies have dissolved into mud? ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ تُبْعَثُونَ He will raise you. He will resurrect you.
The first time, the first creation that is mentioned over here, the life that we live on this world, what is that for? A test. And the second time we will be created, what is that for? Hisab, jaza, accountability. And this is a huge reminder. We're not here forever. We were sent for a reason and we better strive to work towards success. وَلَقَدْ And certainly, خَلَقْنَا We created فَوْقَكُمْ أَبَوْ يُو سَبْعَ طَرَائِقْ Seven طَرَائِقْ Above us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made seven طَرَائِقْ hmm? I would tell you to look up, but here you will only see the ceiling. Alright? Look out the window. See the blue sky? Above that is what? Seven طَرَائِقْ Or including that is seven طَرَائِقْ Tara'iq is a plural of tariqah. Ta-ra-qaf. What is tariqah? Pathway. Have you ever seen, I'm sure you've seen, a uh, highway? And then what happens? You are going under a bridge. What is that bridge? That's another highway. Right? And then there's another one on top of that. Flyovers, is that what they're called? What are they called? You know, like one road on top of the other, on top of the other? Do you know what I'm talking about? Flyovers? Okay. So, if you look at it, seven, so for example, pathways, one pathway goes on top of the other. This is why the word taraiq is not just used for pathways, it's also used for that which is in layers. Taraiq means tabaqat, layers. One layer on top of the other. It is said taraqtu shay, meaning I layered one thing over the other. Turuqun nal are the layers of your shoe. You know, for example, the sole of the shoe, how is it? It's not just one layer, it's got multiple layers sometimes. So Allah has made above us seven taraiq. What does the seven taraiq refer to? The seven layered skies. One sky on top of the other. Wama kunna and we are not Anil Khalki from the creation Rafilin negligent, unaware. Allah is not unaware of the creation that He has created. Even though this creation is so huge, it is so expansive. If you look at the universe, I mean just some images, and the numbers when you read them, you basically cannot imagine them anymore. They're beyond our mental capacity. How do you imagine 170 billion light years? How can we? So imagine how vast, how huge this creation is. How many layers it is. And what does Allah say? We are not unaware of our creation. Allah knows every single creature. Even an ant that crawls. Even the slightest sound that is made, Allah knows about it. He's fully aware. He knows what goes up into the sky, what comes down from there, what goes into the earth, what comes out of the earth. Allah knows. Nothing is hidden from Him. And when this is His knowledge, His awareness, then does He not know where our remains will be when we die? How our body decomposes, where the matter ends up, Allah knows. And when He has full knowledge, and He has full ability, He can definitely resurrect us whenever He wants. وَأَنزَلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً And we have sent down from the sky water in different forms. But how? بِقَدَرٍ In a measured amount, according to a qadr. What is qadr? There's different meanings of it. 
It means to estimate, for example, the due amount of something, the value of something, the quantity of something. So over here, it means measured amount. When Allah sends down rain from the sky, water from the sky, it comes according to a specific measured amount. Not less, not more. What does that mean? That the snow that fell this year, the snow that came this year, was exactly how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided it to be. The rain that we got these past few days was exactly as much as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted it to be. بِقَدَر According to a specific measure. And when this water comes down, فَأَسْكَنَّهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَأَسْكَنَّهُ سِينَ كَافْ نُونَ سَكَنَ To become still. سُكُون What does sukun mean? Peace. Tranquility, calmness, stillness. So, askanahu, we make it sakin, meaning we make it stay. Fil ardi in the earth. In other words, when water comes down from the sky, it doesn't just evaporate immediately. But what happens? The earth absorbs it, it takes it in. Or, some of the water, it flows off to the sides, into the you know, streams and rivers and sea and so on and so forth, the water stays on earth. فَأَسْكَنَّهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ And why is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the water stay? Whether in lakes or in, you know, small pools or ponds or streams, rivers or underground. Why? So that we can continue to use it. Because imagine if we couldn't contain water. If we couldn't contain water, if we couldn't keep it, if we didn't, have the ability to store it in dams or in any place, life would be impossible. فَأَسْكَنَّهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِنَّا And indeed we, عَلَى ذَهَابٍ عَلَى over ذَهَابٍ Taking away. ذَهَاب ذَالْهَابَ ذَهَابَ To go away. So we are able to take it away. وَإِنَّا عَلَى ذَهَابٍ بِهِ لَقَادِرُونَ Surely ones who are capable, ones who have qudra, meaning Allah has full ability to take water away from us also, if He wants. And we see this in so many parts of the world, when there is a drought that just doesn't end one particular year, and the second year it continues, and the third year it continues. What happens to those huge rivers? That were the source of water supply for that entire city or for, for that entire state. What happens? Shrinks, shrinks, shrinks. Until what is left of it? Hardly anything. Allah can take that water away from one part of the earth to another. He has the ability. He can take it away from us completely. He can cause it to be absorbed by the earth, swallowed in by the earth, so that we have nothing left on the surface. And it's beyond our ability to access that which is beneath the soil. Like Allah says in the Quran in Surah Mulk, Ayah 30, that قُلْ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِنْ أَصْبَحَ مَاءُكُمْ غَوْرًا فَمَنْ يَأْتِيكُمْ بِمَا Have you considered that if your water was to become sunken into the earth, if it just went deep, deep into the earth, so deep that you wouldn't be able to access it, then where would you get water from? Where would you get it from? What are we being taught over here? Allah's ability. Don't doubt His promises. We have come from Him. We are going back to Him. We better do our best in this life. We better strive to be successful. Because we belong to Allah. And we cannot cause any harm to Him. فَأَنْشَأْنَا Then we have produced لَكُمْ for you بِهِ through it, meaning through that water, 
With this water, jannatin, gardens. Gardens, orchards, they grow because of the water that comes from the sky. And what are these gardens of? Min nakhilin, of date palms, wa'arnabin, and grapevines. And these fruits, lakum fiha, for you in it are fawakihu kathira. In these gardens, there are for you, or in these two particular trees or plants that are mentioned over here, date palms and grapevines, there are for you fawakihu kathira. Fawakih, plural of fakiha. Fruit. Kathira, many. Many. Have you ever seen a bunch of dates? Like hanging off a tree? There's so many. And that's just one bunch. And one date palm produces many bunches. Look at the grapes. If you look at a bunch of grapes, how are they? It begins from one stick. Alright? And then there's so many grapes. So many. فَوَاكِهُ kathira, وَمِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ And from them you eat also. Here in particular, date palms and grapevines are mentioned. But obviously, of course we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created so much more. Here only two are cited as an example. وَشَجَرَةً And a tree. Meaning we also produce a tree as a result of the rain that falls. Which particular tree is this? تَخْرُجُ It comes out. It comes out, meaning it grows. It issues forth. From where? مِن سَيْنَا from the Tur of Sayna. What is Tur Sayna? Mount Sinai. This doesn't mean that this tree only grows on Mount Sinai. But what it means is that the area of Mount Sinai, that is where this tree generally grows. Or that is where you will find the best of these trees. What is this area where Mount Sinai is? Asham, right? Palestine. So here a particular tree grows. What is this tree? Allah says, Tambutu. It grows, nabata, to grow. Meaning it produces. Bidduhni. The duhn. What is duhn? Oil. Dalha noon. Oil. So this tree, it grows oil. It produces oil. And this is not just oil. But it is also وَصِبْغٍ And a condiment, a dip. For who? لِلْآكِلِينَ For those who eat. صِبْغ Does this remind you of something? The word صِبْغ صِبْغَةَ Allah. What does that mean? صِبْغَ Color. What kind of color is it? You dip it. That is taken on. That is dyed on. So صِبْغ what do you think it is? A dip which when you put your bread in, what happens to your bread? It changes color. So in other words, it's used as a dip. It can be eaten as is. And it has a very bright, beautiful color. Lil'akilin for those who eat. Which tree is this? Olive tree. Because the olive tree, what does it produce? Olive oil. How does olive oil come? From the fruit, the olives. Because when you press them, you don't get juice. You know typically when you press a fruit, what do you get? Juice. Here what you get is oil. Isn't that amazing? Oil. And this oil, what is it? Bidduhun, you can use it as oil in the sense that you can put it on your hair, you can put it on your body, you can cook your food with it. Right? And also, what else can you do? 
you can use it as a dip. You can dip your bread in it and eat your bread. Color your food with olive oil. What does that mean? Your salad at the end, put some olive oil on top. Your food, once you've prepared it, so for example, a bowl of soup that you have, on top, put some olive oil. Bring that you know, radiance and glow to your food with olive oil. What do we do? We cook and burn and cook and burn. And then all the good stuff, when it's burnt away, then we eat the food. Oil is best when it's eaten raw, especially olive oil. And what I mean by raw is that it's not cooked, it's not heated up. And especially olive oil. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that this tree, Allah causes it to grow. And if something is mentioned in the Qur'an, then of course it has some benefit to it. Unfortunately, many people say they don't like olives. How many of you don't like olives? Actually, let me ask you the other thing. How many of you like olives? Oh, mashallah. Surprise. <laughs> but many people say they don't like olives. Why? Because they usually have them pickled. Hmm? So try to get the non-pickled olives as well. And olive oil also, have it raw. You know, use it in your dressing, salad dressing. Instead of buying that store-bought salad dressing that has ingredients that we cannot even read, just mix up some olive oil with vinegar and salt, pepper and some herbs and just put it on your food. Eat it as is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us this tayyib food. He's mentioned it in the Qur'an so that we don't forget it. We don't forget about it. He's mentioned it in the Qur'an. Now, there's many benefits of olive oil and not just the oil but even the fruit. What are those benefits? I'm not going to tell you. You have to find it. But make sure you bring some references also. Alright? So what are the benefits of olive oil? And you have to do it. You have to do this homework. Because the easiest thing is that I just tell you everything. But I don't want to. I want you to look up the benefits. Because when you read it with your own eyes, when you find it yourself, then inshallah you'll want to use the oil as well. And if I tell you, then you'll be like, yes, Sister Thamia tells us too many things. Hmm? Anyway, and this is due next week inshallah. So in your groups... Group in charge should also do this homework, okay? Everybody do this homework. Everybody bring in some benefits of olive oil. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ مِن سُلَالَةٍ مِّن طِينٍ ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُطْفَةً فِي قَرَارٍ ثُمَّ خَلَقْنَا النُّطْفَةَ عَلَقَةً فَخَلَقْنَا الْعَلَقَةَ مُضْغَةً فَخَلَقْنَا الْمُضْغَةَ عِظَامًا فَخَلَقْنَا الْمُضْغَةَ عِظَامًا فَكَسَوْنَا الْعِظَامَ لَحْمًا ثُمَّ أَنشَأْنَاهُ خَلْقًا آخَرَ فَتَبَارَكَ اللَّهُ أَحْسَنُ الْخَالِقِينَ ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ لَمَيِّتُونَ ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ تُبْعَثُونَ 
وَلَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا فَوْقَكُمْ سَبْعَ طَرَائِقَ وَمَا كُنَّا عَنِ الْخَلْقِ غَافِلِينَ وَأَنْزَلْنَا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً بِقَدَرٍ فَأَسْكَنَّاهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِنَّا عَلَى ذَهَابٍ بِهِ لَقَادِرُونَ فَأَنْشَأْنَا لَكُمْ بِهِ جَنَّاتٍ مِّن نَّخِيلٍ وَأَعْنَابٍ لَّكُمْ فِيهَا فَوَاكِهُ كَثِيرَةٌ لَّكُمْ فِيهَا فَوَاكِهُ كَثِيرَةٌ وَمِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ وَشَجَرَةً تَخْرُجُ مِنْ طُورِ سَيْنَاءَ تَنْبُتُ بِالدُّهْنِ وَصِبْغٍ لِلْآكِلِينَ وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَنْعَامِ لَعِبْرَةٌ And indeed for you in the an'am is surely an ibrah, a lesson. What is that lesson? That nusqikum, we give you to drink. Mimma from that which is fi butuniha in its bellies. Butun is a plural of button. What is button? Stomach. And the animals of livestock, especially cows, they have multiple stomachs. So over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us something to drink that comes from the cow. And what is that? Milk. I mean, isn't that amazing also? Look at the color of the grass that the cow eats. And what does it produce? White, pure white milk? If you try to eat grass, will it taste like milk? No way. Are the nutritional benefits the same? No way. Huge difference. So it's amazing. The cow takes in grass, and what comes out of it? Milk. خلق akhar Completely different khalq. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَنَافِعُ كَثِيرَةٌ and for you in them, meaning in these animals, are manafir, that are many. Manafir, plural of manfa, benefits. Many benefits. What kind of benefits? From the very milk, so many benefits. Think about it. The Prophet ﷺ, when he was taken on the journey of Isra Mi'raj, he was offered two cups. In one cup was alcohol, and in the other was milk. What did the Prophet ﷺ choose? Milk. Isn't that enough to tell us the benefits of milk? That the Prophet ﷺ was offered milk to drink on the journey of Isra Mi'raj. And he chose that milk. And when he took that milk, Jibreel praised him that you are upon fitrah. I mean, I think that's enough for milk benefits, right? And not just the milk that comes from these animals, but other things also. I mean, these animals are a source of great benefit for us. The meat that comes from them the bone, the skin, the leather that can be made, kathira, وَمِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ And from it you eat, meaning these animals, you also eat them. Food for you, leather, source of profit, milk, nutrition, health, وَعَلَيْهَا And upon it, meaning on these animals. So for example, the camels amongst them. وَعَلَى الْفُلْكِ and upon ships, tuhmalun, you all are carried. Tuhmalun hamim lam, hamala to carry. Meaning you also use these animals as a means of transportation.
When you're traveling through the desert, what's the ship of the desert? The camel. And on water, you have fulk. That's the ship. وَعَلَيْهَا وَعَلَى الْفُلْكِ تُحْمَلُونَ In Surah Al-Hajj, Ayah 65, Allah says, أَلَمْ تَرَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ سَخَّرَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Do you not see that Allah has subjected to you whatever is on the earth? So many things. Animals, trees, plants, water. So many things on land, on sea. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has subjected them for our service. In Surah Yasin, Ayah 41, Allah says, وَآيَةٌ لَهُمْ أَنَّا حَمَلْنَا ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ فِي الْفُلْكِ الْمَشْحُونَ A sign for them is that we have carried their offspring in a laden ship. Meaning that we're able to travel over water through ships. I mean, think about it. You go on a boat, it doesn't sink. And you drop a pin, it will sink in the water immediately. Immediately. What's bigger? The ship is. What's heavier? The ship is. But the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made these laws of the universe, these laws of physics, we are able to travel. We are benefiting. So what's the theme of all of these verses? What do we learn? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. He is the one who has sent us here. He has the one who has fulfilled every need of ours. He has given us more than we could imagine, more than we could desire, more than we could request, ask for. Even though our deeds are so limited, then why not do something to earn Allah's pleasure and attain ultimate success? Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَإِنَّ لَكُمْ فِي الْأَنْعَامِ لَعِبَرَةٌ نُسْقِيكُمْ مِمَّا فِي بُطُونِهَا وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَنَافِعُ كَثِيرَةٌ وَمِنْهَا تَأْكُلُونَ وَعَلَيْهَا وَعَلَى الْفُلْكِ تُحْمَلُونَ 